Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hi guys, welcome back to episode two of Nobody Makes It Out Alive. Today's topic is going to be about self-love and I really wanted to do this as the first, second episode because my last YouTube video was about that and you guys seem to really love that. The comments I got on that were really reassuring and I just love the feedback that I get from the advice that I can give from my own personal experience. So I thought, why not make an even longer episode and reply to some of more like specific questions or advice that you guys would need and cater more to you rather than just focus on what I had to say, you know? So, but before we get into it, I kind of want to start updating you guys on my week a little bit before we just really start getting into the serious stuff. So what did I do this week? Um, I literally have Dory memory. So just give me a second. <laughs> I know yesterday I filmed a really fun video with Tara and we actually, so we have the same management and we met up at our manager's office and um, they were having this meeting. It seemed really like serious and you know we're really nosy so we were like what if we disguise and see how long we can go in there <laughs> without getting caught and so we go in there we dress up we put on these disguises these masks and they literally have no clue who we are jordan is standing there like who are you like like are you guys clients are you guys we like why are you here <laughs> um so that was fun um can we insert a clip <laughs> literally fully in Trisha Paytas merch like <laughs> was that Trisha Paytas merch yeah. that makes it that much better <laughs> Tara like was wearing signature Tara yummy stuff though I feel like yeah. it was so obvious but Jordan still was like what like <laughs> yeah no nobody had a clue who I was <laughs> especially because I'm never here too <laughs> yeah and then you just came in with like so much Starbucks <laughs> like, it was like a Lady Gaga Starbucks drink and oh my gosh I that was so delicious finding out that everyone else had drank out of it <laughs> Yeah, like everyone's mouth in the office were on that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> like I leave that in my YouTube videos anyways. <laughs> like <laughs> Um What else did I do? Honestly, I really like spend most of my time at my apartment just catching up on like home stuff like laundry dishes i literally always have laundry it's never ending for some reason like once i finish two loads there's like three more that i have to do so all of my week and time goes to that um i just started um i just started filming a new youtube video so i know y'all have been getting on me for that i'm sorry <laughs> but i'm on it i'm on it um and i'm also editing another one so yeah that's kind of what my week has consisted of just busy kind of busy busy um but yeah now we're here and I'm excited to get into this. So let's get started. So before we get into the topic of self-love, I had you guys ask me some questions on Instagram and I'm going to have my management read some of those to me and answer. Are you ready, David? Are you ready, Jenna? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we went through your IG questions and the first one was, you've grown up and changed so much. Do you feel like a different person? I love this question because I, I could 
talk all day about this. Literally, the person I was when I started YouTube, I was this 15-year-old little child. And now I'm turning 20 and I'm like, wow, like it's a, I'm pushing five years on YouTube. And that's kind of crazy. And um, I can say 100% like when I see pictures or videos of that little girl, I'm like, I, I don't even associate her with me now because I feel like we're just two completely different people, completely mindset, views, style, everything and I was just so naive and innocent and trusting to everyone who came into my path and I also definitely feel like having this platform and being in this world this influencer world has given me trust issues in a good way <laughs> like I was definitely too naive and I definitely had to come across some people good and bad to like really show me like what life was about and I don't think I would have gotten this experience if it weren't for like this industry so I'm really thankful for that but it's, it was also really scary like um that little girl went through some shit and <laughs> I'm glad it, I'm glad it was her and not me now because I think I'm doing good for myself now and I would rather have experienced that at an earlier age than now so yeah but yeah two completely different people it's kind of sad actually I'm like <laughs> I miss her <laughs> But yeah, I also get people telling me all the time, like, oh, I miss the old you, I miss the old you. And I'm like, I know, no. me too, stop. <laughs> but I love me now too, so it's all good. And she's still there. Old yeah, still exactly. <laughs> and speaking of old you, what was your experience like with fashion school? So honestly, I had to come to face to face with some of my demons and I realized that as much as I love fashion and how indulged in it I actually am, like, I realized I think I only applied to fashion school to prove to myself that I could get accepted. <laughs> and then I got accepted, and I was like, well, I might as well go. And I never really wanted to go to college, and I ended up going to college because I was like, well, shit, I'm accepted. Like, why not just go and do the damn thing? And I was there, and I was like, I hate everything about this. <laughs> um the best analogy I was like giving like some of my family members when they were asking me like why I dropped out I was like okay imagine like you're a really famous painter and you're making all these super cool paintings and everyone is buying your paintings and then you go to art school because you want to do more with your paintings and then you get to art school and they're telling you like everything about your paintings is wrong and everything you've been doing about your paintings is horrible and this is the way you're going to do it or you're going to fail in life. And then you're like, what the fuck? I don't want to paint anymore. And so that's kind of the best way I could exp like explain my experience with fashion school. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like you have to do fashion this specific way, but a lot of it was very like, I don't know. It just didn't feel aligned to me or like the way I wanted to do things or kind of go and move forward with my future business and stuff like that. So I just felt like, you know what, I'm just fuck it. We've all this. And, <laughs> you know, not everyone uses or needs college. And I know and hope that I can be one of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Coming face to face with like ego stuff where it's like I just did this for this is yeah. so difficult. Yeah. Especially like admitting that <laughs> I'm like, yeah. damn, like, but yeah. I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad I got the experience and met some cool people and some cool professors. So, yeah. How Love do you him. keep your own identity in a relationship? Okay, so I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I struggle with this because I feel like I put so much time and effort into my relationship where sometimes I'm like, whoa, I haven't done this for myself in, like, two weeks. Or, like, I haven't, like, gotten a pedicure in three weeks when that <laughs> used to be, like, my weekly ritual. Um, and it's just little things like that where – you have to keep up with yourself with doing 
But yeah, I think it can definitely get really easy to indulge so much in yourself and your time into a new relationship that you're really excited about and you just want to spend all your time and passion into that person because it can be really exciting and really passionate. But you also have to realize that they fell in love with the person you were before you were dating them. So and that's who you were before you started dating them. So you have to maintain that and really like snap yourself back into reality when you're catching yourself losing yourself and you don't want to like god forbid i hope all your relationships last you know (laughs) but like if you guys do end up breaking up like you go into this who am i or like i have to figure out who i am and what i like again before i was with this person so it's really important to like maintain your your rituals that you love doing your self-care your homework your family time you know and dedicate yourself to that and it's also important to your relationship you know you want to still be that same person that they found you as you know um okay yeah that was beautifully put Um, thank you the next question that you got on instagram is what is the divine feminine to you okay so if you guys some of you guys don't know i have the divine feminine tattooed on the back of my neck and then on my knees i have divine timing so divine to me is just the universe you know you are divine so for me divine timing i know this isn't about divine timing but it locks in so just be patient (laughs) (laughs) so divine timing is like everything will happen in due time when it's supposed to happen it will happen and you are not supposed to question the universe's timing and you are on a different path than everyone else's and with divine feminine i feel like everybody is a divine feminine like you are to me i know it has more of like a spiritual meaning but the way i like to explain it to people when they're like oh what does your next tattoo say like i am that bitch (laughs) and it's okay to gas yourself up like that like i am that bitch and the divine feminine to me is someone who is graceful kind like intelligent and you know like just all things good and i think everybody should have that self view and yeah it's it's not really doesn't have that deep of a meaning just yeah i'm not not that uh, (laughs) (laughs) i am that bitch (laughs) i'm like that was funny keep that in there (laughs) yeah like reminding yourself that is like so important um, so the next question we have is, did you grow up in a strict household or was it more relaxed? Oh my God, guys, my parents were so strict growing up. And a lot of you guys might not believe me because you look at me and you're like, you have so many tattoos and look at the way you dress and blah, blah, blah. I used to get those comments a lot. Like your parents are not strict, girl. And yes, they are. Like, trust me, I just learned to ask for forgiveness, not permission. And I'm not telling you to do that by any means. That's just kind of how I dealt with it growing up in a first generation um, Egyptian household especially being very religious um my parents were born and raised in egypt so you can only imagine like the things they were used to versus what me and my sister were kind of bringing to the table as first generation egyptian americans and a lot of the things they weren't used to seeing or like dealing with and my sister was definitely the easier child for them to deal with she kind of stuck to their rules more and i think it was more because she didn't have the itch to like do some of the other things that I was doing like the way I dress or the tattoos or the hair dye you know so for me it was like I kind of had to like pave the way for myself of like being like okay I know my parents are gonna flip their shit if I do this but I really really want to do this so I'm just gonna have to do it and that might be just like even wearing like denim shorts to school or something you know and like I used to be those kids that would literally like show up to school first period and like sweatpants and a hoodie And then the whole day I would be in like a tank top and like (laughs) leggings or shorts or something. And then 
seventh period that sweatsuit was back on girl before they could see me or pick me up <laughs> <laughs> yeah my parents were really strict um now as of now they're pretty laid back and they know that i have a good head on my shoulders and they kind of just let me do what i want to do with good judgment you know if they have input they will give me their input and hope that i take their advice but they know for the most part i'm just i got to learn with my own experience so yeah so you kind of touched on this a little bit with like how you've changed and things like that. But what are some life tips you have for us that you had to learn the hard way? Um, not everybody has good intentions for you. Um, as much as you want to believe and as much as you might have good intentions for everybody, not everybody has good intentions or a pure heart or a pure mind the way you do. Um, this definitely has a lot to do with like the whole trust issues thing and like social media platform, like really fucking with my head. But yeah, there's been so many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, this person is amazing. I love this person so much. And like, I, I find out they have like completely different motives for what they saw our friendship being or, you know, it was kind of like give, give, give. And sorry, I had to burp again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that that was honestly one of the biggest things I had to learn is not everyone has good intentions as unfortunate as it might be. So yeah, that is the biggest thing, <laughs> honestly. So tying back into the strict household that we were talking about, um, when did you start smoking and how did it affect you mentally? Oh my gosh, I remember the first time my mom caught me smoking. Like, <laughs> I and I, keep in mind I was so high and I was so scared. Like, and you know when you're so high and like you're like panicking and you can feel your heart like racing out of your chest. <laughs> yeah, so I had decided to smoke like a whole like one foot joint in my room <laughs> and like i thought it was just gonna be safe to like put a towel under the door and like open the window <laughs> and i think this was like senior year of high school um so she comes she like starts banging on my door and i'm like no <laughs> the second you light it like <laughs> and she's like virina and i'm like what <laughs> she's like open the door <laughs> i was like no no please and she was like, is that weed? And I was like, no, no, like me trying to manipulate my mom. It's like, <laughs> I literally said that, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was like the first time I got caught smoking. And after that, we kind of just had a talk. And she was like, listen, like, I am not okay with this. But if you're going to keep doing it, I would rather you do it in my household and not like after school or like with your friends or at other people's houses. And like, I especially don't want their parents thinking that they're bringing some stoner to their house, you yeah. know? And I was like, honestly, perfectly fine with me. Like I'll just lay up in my bed, smoke my joint and <laughs> do my homework, you know? And that was a pretty good dynamic, but she was never re like really fully okay with it. Um, and in terms of mental health, like I'm not going to lie. I feel like I was definitely addicted to weed at some point. And I don't think I've ever talked about this like on YouTube or anything, but a lot of people say they can just quit whenever, but it's really not as simple as that. Like you definitely start to get dependent on it. I couldn't eat without it sometimes if I started, I would literally throw up every single morning. Cause I, what was that? What's that? Um, I know what weed, you're yeah. yeah. What is it? I don't know what it's called, but I've had a couple <sighs> friends like deal with that. Yeah. Me too. Oh have, really? Like, stomach issues. CHS yeah. is one of them. It's like, cannabinoid yeah 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 something like that something. yeah we had to take him to the emergency room once because oh, he was yeah. like non-stop throwing up just mm -hmm. from smoking weed my like first weed panic attack sent me to therapy <laughs> so i feel like <laughs> maybe it's not a good thing like, <laughs> like no it's funny now yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, <do you> <laughs> 
But yeah, I was literally smoking every single day. I would wake and bake. I would I would smoke to sleep. I would smoke in the afternoon because I was bored and I was about to have a meal and it would be way better with a joint, you know. And weed can definitely be like an amazing, beautiful thing in moderation. And it can definitely be really relaxing. But I think in my experience, I definitely was in that age where I was abusing it and didn't really know like when to be like, okay, now is a good time to smoke weed. It was just like, hey, I'm going to go for a walk and smoke, and I'm going to go smoke before I have this meal, and I'm going to smoke before I sleep, and I'm going to smoke before I brush my teeth this morning. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and in terms of mental health, like, I think it definitely got me to a point where, like, I didn't have motivation for a lot of things for a little bit because, like, in the beginning, I smoked because it would give me the motivation to do it, and then I would start smoking, and then I would be like, well, I still don't have the motivation because I don't even get high anymore because my tolerance is so high. I and can relate to that. And I was yeah. about to say, you probably start getting that, like, addicted feeling because mm-hmm. it's helping your mental health so much. Exactly. Like, like, it definitely starts with helping your mental health, and yeah. then I feel like it just goes downhill from there. Um, honestly, I don't regret that phase of my life. It was still good times good food (laughs) good food (laughs) and I learned a lot um but and I definitely learned like how to smoke in moderation now like I think now like I'll smoke like once a month and it'll be like a good time or like maybe twice a month and sometimes it'll be when I really need to like focus and start power cleaning my house and Mm -hmm. I'll like do it all day (laughs) um but yeah weed can be a good thing in moderation and I think I just didn't know so yeah that was my experience with that so this person writes in and says that there is a group at school that is constantly talking shit about them and it's really bothering them and they want to know how they should handle it tell them to bleep 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 <laughs> <laughs> um no honestly high school or middle school which wherever you're at or college even that can be tough because I think growing up, we do look for a lot of validation in our peers and we compare ourselves to a lot of our classmates and, you know, like that girl is prettier. She's getting more attention from guys or, you know, I just watched the Duff again the other day. (laughs) My boyfriend. (laughs) 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 And I think I don't think the Duff is a real thing, by the way, but like I think from her perspective is like a lot of girls do look at themselves that way in high school and. It's hard to build that confidence when you already have a bunch of outside perspectives of like your peers saying a bunch of mean stuff to you. And it's definitely hard to look past. But, you know, you just have to like I like I always say, like, fake it till you make it like you literally just have to act like you don't give a shit about what they're saying. And eventually, like, I can't promise you that it will stop. But, you know, they'll get bored and find a new victim because they're like, oh, why doesn't she care? (laughs) Like, this is getting boring. Like, give me a reaction, you know, so. That's the best advice I can give you because, honestly, I dealt with some of the same stuff, but I didn't really know how to deal with it the best on my own at high school and at the same time. So, yeah, good luck, girl. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is our last question. When it comes to social media, what motivates you to keep going? I don't want to sound corny, but definitely, like, my supporters, like, sometimes I do feel burnt out or sometimes I ask myself like do people even like my videos like am I annoying (laughs) and you know like for the longest time I was like do people just feel bad for me (laughs) (laughs) like is that why people watch my videos like um who can I use right now 
Who can I use it? Who's that one? Oh my gosh. She was like, she would be naked in public. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> peaches. Peaches. Oh, I love Peaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who she is? No. You, if you saw her face, Lovely Peaches. Lovely queen, Peaches. Maybe. That's my queen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was an act the whole time, but like people would give her so much attention because they would be like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Like, is she okay? And like a lot of people just felt bad for her, so they would keep up with her. And like for the longest time, I was like, am I Lovely Peaches? <laughs> <laughs> like, you like sitting down and giving good advice and then Peaches is just like butt naked at a birthday party and you're like, we're the same. <laughs> we are the same. <laughs> um, no, but definitely I do think that a lot of it is just like people, like the really kind DMs and comments that I get or like even some of the voicemails that we're going to go over today. Just you guys are super sweet and I don't think that if it, I, wait, I, what's that word? If I do think if it weren't for you guys or I don't think if it weren't for you guys. I think if it weren't for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't English right now. Um, I definitely think if it weren't for you guys, like, I don't know if I would still be doing social media because a lot of the hate can get to you when it's really repetitive and you're hearing a lot of the same things and you're like, man, fuck this. Like, shut up. I don't want to do it anymore. So, yeah, the kind definitely outweighs the bad. And I just want to thank you guys for that. So, yeah. So speaking of those voicemails, we're going to listen to a few and I'm going to give some of my advice. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you guys of the number and email you can call in for advice if you want to be featured on the podcast. So the number is 323-989-1746. So just call in and leave a voicemail and maybe you'll be on the podcast. Um, and for my international listeners, email nobody makes it out alive, Verena at gmail.com. So last week I asked you guys to send in voicemails about self-love. This week I'm going to be listening to and going over and giving advice to those self-love voicemails. So, yeah, let's get into it. When did the realization of what kind of person do I want to be when I'm older hit you? Like, what? when did you realize what version you wanted to see of yourself in the future? I'm sorry if that doesn't make sense. Okay, thank you. I love your videos. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> um, so honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I think my vision of who I want to be in the future changes every single day to some capacity. Um, I think as far as realizing what qualities I want my future self to have, have always stayed the same. So, for example, I've always known that when I'm older, I want to be the cool rich aunt. <laughs> um <laughs> so how do i get to be the cool rich aunt um i have to work hard i have to stay consistent um other qualities i want to have is i want to be kind i want to be able to support myself i want to be in a loving relationship um i hopefully want kids one day um and it's honestly pretty vague but honestly you can never i feel like i'm saying honestly so much sorry guys but um, just so honest <laughs> um, but <laughs> that was so corny <laughs> um you're like everything else is a lie but this, like, this is honest. i can never just sit down and be like this is exactly who i want to be in the future i see myself looking like this and these are going to be my kids' names, and this is what my husband's going to look like, and this is what work he's going to have. I honestly accept future me for whoever she turns out to be just the way I accept my past self for everything she's done and who she was, you know? So um, you just always have to, like, have that self-acceptance and self-love 
through your past, present, and future because you might hate future you in the present, in the future for a little bit, but younger you might might think that like future you is going to be the coolest person ever, you know? And wait, that didn't make sense. <laughs> I think it did. Younger you might look at future you and think that that is the coolest person ever. And younger you might be looking at present you right now and be thinking that she's a she or he is the coolest person ever you know and you might hate yourself now so it's really about perspective um i would say try not to be too hard on yourself on trying to figure out who you want that future person to be but just try to really think about what important qualities you want yourself to have in the future and try to stick with those now and implement those into your current life so you can carry that into the future you know slurp (laughs) <laughs> slay. Okay, here's the second. I also want to slay in the future. <laughs> okay. So, how do you know if you've accomplished self love? Like, for real. Like, you're not like lying to yourself or like trying to like gaslight yourself and be like, oh, I do love myself. Like, how would you really know? You know? I don't even know if it makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> No, it makes sense. Um, Honestly, girl, keep gaslighting yourself (laughs) because you're going to have to convince yourself one way or another. Um, In terms of knowing, like, if you've really reached, like, the final boss of (laughs) self-love, like, um, you just, I guess, is there even a final boss? You know, I feel like there's always room for improvement, and I feel like there is always work to be done. Like, I don't think you should ever just get to a point in your self-love journey and be like, all right, I love myself. I'm cool here, you know? (laughs) Um, I think there's always work to be done, and I think there's always self-improvement to be done. And as long as you're actively making the the progress to keep bettering yourself and work towards that goal of being the best version you can be, then I think you're already in the best direction you can get. So I would say just keep doing that keep working on that keep gaslighting yourself um if your parents or your boyfriend or your girlfriend can gaslight you and it'll work you can gaslight yourself and it'll work too so (laughs) yeah keep gaslighting yourself (laughs) so fucking true okay hey Verita, this is Anna so just a quick question um how exactly do you deal with self-love and being someone who is in the spotlight, um, well, not essentially the spotlight, but someone who is a little bit more focused on than more people, um, than most people, um, how exactly do you deal with the negativity and how do you push that out of your life, um, as well as, like, be a relationship-wise? Like, how do you deal with the issues that come along with being famous exactly um hi anna (laughs) thanks for leaving a voicemail um i'm not gonna lie i think i've just been doing this for so long to where i'm immune to hate comments now i'm not gonna lie like i'm definitely not like superwoman and like things don't hurt my feelings but i think i've just heard it all already to where i'm like all right (laughs) you know but um yeah by no means am i like superwoman like i said things definitely still do hurt my feelings especially like when they hit a soft spot or like something you're insecure about um but like i said earlier in the podcast the kind comments definitely do outweigh the bad so that's kind of something you really do have to focus on and um 
really try to listen to over the bad because it's so much easier to listen to the bad as much as I hate to admit it. Like you sometimes starting out, you can get like a thousand good comments and one comment that's like, you're ugly. You will think about that for like a week and then like you forget about like the thousand other good comments that you get. And it's it's a lot of practice and it's definitely taken me a lot of years and experience to just really be able to focus on the good comments that I get. Um, yeah, I think I've just been doing this for so long to where, like, certain things don't hurt my feelings anymore. I'm not going to lie. Like, when someone says, like, you're not funny or your makeup looks like shit, like, that hurts. <laughs> but, like, if someone calls me ugly or, like, comments on my body, sometimes I, it's, I'm, like, really immune to it now. Sometimes the body ones still do get me because, you know, it's always been a touchy subject for me. But, like, I'm like, all right, bro. Like, you know, like, it is what it is. Like, and... I can't control how other people perceive me on social media. Other like I wish I could just not be perceived at all <laughs> in real life and social media, but like it is what it is. Um and in terms of like a relationship, it is kind of hard to have a public but also private relationship cuz you don't like people commenting on your relationship. You don't like people commenting on your significant other, you know, like but at the same time you do want to post your significant other and you do want to show that person off, but people make it really hard sometimes. So you just have to really have a strong mindset and personality to back up who you believe you are. But yeah, it just takes a lot of getting used to. It does hurt my feelings sometimes still though. <laughs> okay, we have one from a fan account at Verena Sexy. Verena so. Sexy, I love you. <laughs> oh, sorry. One second. Hi, Marina. It's Jules, aka Marina Sexy on Instagram. Um, first of all, I love you so much, and I'm super proud of you, and I can't wait to see your podcast. But second of all, do you have any tips on, like, self-doubt, how to, like, stop those negative thoughts from, like, taking over a positive mindset? Let me know. I love you. Bye. <laughs> I love you too, Jules. Thank you for leaving a voicemail. Um, if your self-doubting is getting in the way of your positive thoughts or optimism, maybe reach out to people in your life and be like, hey, I've been feeling this way about myself. Or like, hey, these certain thoughts have been popping up in my head. Like, can you give me reassurance on this? Or can you help me come to terms with, with this negative thought process might not be reality? You know, it's like, it's okay to ask for help. And if you can't get that from yourself, sometimes you can't do everything on your own. You know, you do need people to help with certain things and if you find that talking to people and getting that reassurance is helpful then keep doing that but if you feel like you don't really have a support system you can really go to for that honestly social media is so big now and there's someone for everyone and there's a support group for everyone um if the incels can do it you can do it <laughs> you know so I don't, I honestly, I still struggle with that too. So it's really hard for me to be like, do this and you will be cured. But um, yeah, talk to people, ask for reassurance and make sure that negative thinking is not true or reality. And if it is, find out how you can fix that or change that and get away from that negative thinking optimism. And I, I think I really want to reiterate too, like, the way you, I, I really believe that the way you view yourself and the way you view other people is how the universe is going to reply back to you or come back to you. So if you're constantly thinking like, oh my God, like I, what what is a bad negative thought? See, like you can't, you're supposed to like not think of negative, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, like manifest into who you are. Yeah, totally. exactly. So I don't know, just really be careful with your thought process and what you consistently think about because that is going to be your literal perception of yourself and other people. So, yeah. Hi, Karina. Um, my name is Karelli. Um, So my question for you is, 
How do you know what to do when you're starting to get really sad and you're starting to notice that you're going into a really dark place? What type of things do you do um, with others or just by yourself in general? What type of things do you like to do? Um, but yeah, I just want to ask you that question. I just want to let you know that I love you very much and I hope you have an amazing day and um, I appreciate you for everything that you've done. Um, for everybody that supports you, just know that we'll always support you. I love you so much. Okay. Hope you have an amazing day. I love you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you <laughs> so much. Um, honestly, I'm really, really like hearing that you're going through a tough time is making me really sad. And I wish I could just give you the biggest hug because I could hear it in your voice. Um, I'm not going to sit here and give you like a BS like, oh, go hang out with your friends or go do this. Because I know when you're falling into those dark times, it is really hard to be able to like have the energy and get up and get ready and go see those people, you know. Um, It really, really starts with you and having the strength to want to do it nobody can help you and you can't help yourself unless you truly want the help you know so you have to really establish like okay this is the path i'm going down right now what can i do to prevent myself from going sorry (laughs) (laughs) what can i do to prevent myself from going down this path further or what can i do to take a few steps back and go up you know, and if that is literally as simple as like rewatching your favorite Netflix series, like Disenchantment is mine, for example, Lucy right here. <laughs> um, I know rewatching that always puts me in a better mood. And then I'm like, you know what? I love that show because they're all so spontaneous on there and they all just do whatever they want to do. And now I feel like I want to go run down the streets of L.A. and do whatever I want to do and say whatever I want to say. So watch i also think like consumption has a lot to do with it like what you're keeping up with on social media and what you're listening to and the music you're listening to and the shows you're watching and the people you're talking to and the way they speak you know i feel like that definitely has like a huge effect on your mental health and what you're listening to on a daily basis you know so you have to really start practicing feeding yourself healthy things and healthy habits and it's going to take a lot of work. It's not easy. It's not easy at all, but you have to really want it for yourself. And I'm really sorry. Like, I really wish I could go over there and help you and, like, clean your room for you and give you a hug. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that makes me really sad. But um, I know you got this. I have so much faith in you, and I really hope you are able to pull yourself out of that place. Hi, Verena. My name is Julianne, and I'm from Florida. I love you so much. I've been watching you since you posted your colored outfits um, and when you were in high school. But my question for the topic is, how do you learn to love yourself in high school when you're constantly around everybody else's opinions? I know you said a couple times that you were actually bullied in high school and picked on, so I feel like you would know how to answer this question appropriately. I love you. I love you, too, and I'm really sorry to hear that people are being mean to you at school. Um, Let me add them, girl. Send me that. (laughs) Um, But yes and no, I know how to answer this. So yes, because I did go through it, and it was during those times of, like, me filming YouTube videos at school, and, like, a lot of the mean comments I was getting at school were because of the YouTube videos I was making. 
other than that, before that, people minded their business. They didn't really give a shit what I was doing. Um, so I feel like if people are taking time to be mean to you, you're literally doing something right, right? Because where am I now? <laughs> and you're going to be in a place you really wanted to be in in a couple of years. And you're going to look back at your high school years and be like, haha, fuck you. <laughs> so just be patient with yourself. Really try to like understand that high school is a time where everyone's trying to figure themselves out and everyone's trying to fight their own insecurities and literally everyone at your school is comparing themselves to someone else at your school. So high school is really just a battlefield. Like I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like it is really a battlefield and you have to learn how to fight and not in a sense of like, you need to learn how to fight like square up girl. Like, no, <laughs> don't fight anybody. <laughs> um, but I also want to say like, if it is getting to a really bad point where you can't handle it, like, please go talk to someone like a teacher or a principal or a counselor. Um, by no means is it snitching or like, I don't want you to think like, Oh, it's going to get worse because honestly it might for a little bit. And, that's what you kind of have to come to terms with because kids are mean. Kids can be really mean. But at the end of the day, if someone is aware of it, at least it can maybe prevent some in the future. So, yeah, but fuck, it's just really hard because after I started getting bullied, I, I, caught, I got homeschooled. So, <laughs> But that was because of my blood condition. So, uh, honestly, that could also be um, a solution for you, too. If it's really that bad, maybe talk to your parents into getting homeschooled if you can't. Like, if the teachers or professor, professors, <laughs> if the teachers or principals or counselors aren't doing anything to help you or aren't listening, also maybe try therapy um, if it's really, really bad. But, yeah, I also, I really, really want you to know kids in high school literally have no idea who they are, and they're still trying to figure it out just as much as you are. So their opinion should mean nothing to you. And I love you, and I'm really sorry. Kids are so fucking mean. I got my lipstick on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Again, here's the last one. Hi, Darina. I wanted to know what you do when you're trying to have patience for yourself and realigning yourself when you know that you're doing something wrong and you can't get yourself to stop. Thanks. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> um... So, honestly, I need to stop saying honestly. This is sick. <laughs> I think realizing that you're doing something wrong is already a step in the right direction. I think you need to be gentle with yourself. Nobody wants to be lectured, and you shouldn't be lecturing yourself or be too mean to yourself because what does a child do when they're yelled at? Sometimes retaliate, you know? So really be nice to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Try doing little things like damn i wish i knew what the bad habit was that you're doing wrong <laughs> also because i'm nosy but also so i could give better advice on this but um try little things like as if you were literally training a dog or teaching a child how to do something you know you need to be kind and gentle with yourself and we all make mistakes and we all do wrong things and you just you really have to forgive yourself you maybe if that's journaling and writing down a letter to yourself like i forgive you or maybe talking to yourself in the mirror some people might find that so corny but i do that all the time and it honestly helps me so much and i'm like yeah yeah bitch i forgive you it's fine <laughs> and um 
Yeah, I'm honestly, I wish I could give better advice to that, but it is just going to have to take a lot of kindness and patience and gentleness with yourself. But already knowing that you're not okay with what you're doing and that you want to stop is already a step in the right direction. So I hope that you can get that figured out and stop the bad habit or the wrong thing or whatever you're doing. (laughs) So, yeah, thank you for leaving a voicemail. So before we go, we wanted to play a little game with Verena to end this off on a light note. One of the main topics of conversation about Verena has always been her hair. Mm. And Ian, who just came in, we were actually talking about how iconic it was when Verena dyed her money pieces. <laughs> and like everyone was talking about that, then everyone started doing everyone it. Everyone was shit talking me <laughs> so hard. Like that was one of the worst hate eras I've ever gotten on social media. And then, what, do you, and then what happened two months later, David? Everyone did it. Everyone did it. It's like lovely peaches can be butt naked. It's like we love her, and then it's like someone dyes their hair. It's like oh, this fucking bitch. Um, okay, so the first one is the purple bob. Do you, I think I sent you the links if you want to, or unless you're. I think I know what you're. Yeah. <laughs> so the purple bob was actually a wig, and I cut the lace way too short. I remember like having a full mental breakdown in my bathroom because I cut it too short, and then like you could fully see the back of my head from the back. So, but from the front, it was cute. Um. Definitely would never do it again, though. I hate purple. That is my one of my least favorite colors. <laughs> so, uh, How did you do it? <laughs> I don't know. I just I saw a wig and I saw the opportunity. <laughs> um, I okay. Think, I think I'm gonna rate that one um, a three because it was definitely bold. It was a learning experience. Just would probably not do it again. If, if it was a different shade of purple, yeah. Just that purple was it was giving like Barney. so So we just kind of briefly discussed this but the next one is the money pieces the iconic money pieces i loved the money pieces so much it's just the only thing was it looked like shit with my natural hairs like it would i would bleach and re-dye it so much to where those two strands were so dead and the rest of my hair was natural and curly so it literally just looked like shit the more colors i did but like when i would straighten it i'd be like yeah I am that girl. <laughs> and I felt so cute. But, um, yeah, that was definitely an era. That was one of my favorites. And I think I did, like, literally every single color from red to purple. So, uh, wait, I don't think I did red, actually. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give that one a five. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, the next one is the blonde bob. I'm talk- specifically the one with the butterflies. <laughs> the <clips. laughs> I'm going to give her a two. <laughs> Um, I like the blonde. I just, I remember when I cut my hair that time, I literally just went straight at it. And like the last time I cut my hair, I did that too. But like, it turned out better for some reason. But like (laughs) that first time I just, nobody should have given me scissors and I did it and I regret it. And my hair was also really, really dead. So I just, I remember like I would literally put my hair in a ponytail and it would just stick straight up. Like there would be no (laughs) movement to it whatsoever. So I don't miss that at all. But it was, it was cute. (laughs) <laughs> um the next one i like but you said in your caption that you look like a troll doll but the pink hair <laughs> oh my gosh okay so funny story with that one actually is i literally bought the wrong hair dye so i was going for like a cute little cotton candy pink like baby pink and i got my hair like platinum before dyeing it so that it would be like a really light pink and then i put it on my head and it's like this bright pink scary looking color and i was like no but it's already like on my head so i was like you know what like I'm already here. I might as well do it. It'll probably fade out to a really pretty pink, so let's just do it. I kid you not, I washed my hair like 10 times, and that pink stayed the same, and I like could not get rid of it, and I had to go to a hairstylist like, help me, please. 
Um, so I'm gonna give it a three because it was it was fun. It was like something I would have never done, and I did it on accident, and I didn't hate it, but it was definitely not what I was trying to do. So. <laughs> okay. So for the next one, we just have the red hair. The red hair. Yeah, this one. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, (laughs) I just had a lot. (laughs) Um, I feel like every girl's red hair era is their evil villain era. (laughs) So I definitely had a lot of fun (laughs) during that time of my life. But um, I'm going to honestly, I'm going to give that one a five. I loved it. I had like, I don't know. I just felt like everything I wore and everything I did and everything with my makeup was just hot. Like I couldn't be mad at it. Everything was too good. So, yeah. And then for the last one, we went through the entire rainbow here. Um, <laughs> we have the orange. Oh, that one was my favorite. I want to do that one so bad again. That's five tens. Tens across the board. <laughs> Please. Thank you. Um, no, I felt so cute. Like, I felt like a little pretty princess. But the only thing was the maintenance was so difficult on that. But I loved it because it looked good with my curly and straight hair. And, like, I felt like every time I would dye my hair a color, it would always look better straightened which I hated, but that color, oh, 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 I loved her. (laughs) I want her back so bad, but guys, I haven't dyed my hair in a year, I think. I literally have not put hair dye on my hair for almost a year. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, Yeah, and the last time I did it was black so that I would, like, not be able to dye it at all. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going on a a good streak now, but I want to dye it so bad. It's just in such a good place now, and I'm just, oh. We just talk about how... When I did start dyeing my hair, I would literally get death threats <laughs> over, like, well, like, literally, because I used to brand myself as, like, curly hair natural queen. <laughs> <laughs> like, never straightened my hair once. And then I started dyeing it and straightening it. And people were literally, like, brutal, like, scary. Like, it was really bad. How old like, were you? I was 16. <laughs> like, I was literally getting, like, death threats over putting dye on my hair. It was crazy. I will never forget that time of my life. Like, I literally remember being in my room like, damn, like, I just dyed my hair, guys. Is it, was it more girls or guys? It was a lot of girls, actually. What? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Like, people being mad that I was being hypocritical about my hair. Yeah. But, yeah. Damn, it looks good, though. Like, stay yeah. mad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Nobody Makes It Out Alive. I had a really good time discussing the topic of self-love with you guys today. Um, Next week, we're going to be diving into friendships and how to maintain friendships and other things in your life. And I'm going to have a special guest on there, so be sure to tune into that. Thank you guys so much for listening, and don't forget to rate this podcast where you can.